Hello, friends, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, Bryant Corgan, joined by Andrew Dobius. Tobias, son of a nutcracker, and Brendan, the people's hey! the people's one. podcaster. I'm gonna go the producer of the people. Uh, no, that's, uh, that's hey, weird it term. works. I, I'll yeah. take producer of the people's pod- podcast. There we go. There we go. Yep, probably the best way of saying it. It's good enough. I dig it. I dig it. Guys, what a awesome weekend of football we just had. Yes, um, it was fun. The best part. It was exciting. The Ravens lost, which yep, everybody was... predicted, especially myself. Uh-huh. Um, Packers, one game going. away from the Super Super Bowl, so thrilled about that. Uh, God, and the Vikings lost. My it, weekend could not have been here's, better. Here's what I'll say about this last week. I'm oh, obviously mm-hmm. I'm upset sure. when the Vikings lost, but mm-hmm. every game was exciting. That's very true. I'll That's give it that. It, it, there was no game where I was I was bored, so... Yes, yeah, I dig that. So today we are going to recap last weekend's games quickly. Mm-hmm. We will go into the upcoming weekend's games quickly. Uh, and also, you know, kind of recap the, uh, I guess, finishing. Wow, I am struggling here. Kind of the way it turned out at the tight end position. A uh, yeah. tight end, I think, is the most volatile position. Uh, hardest to predict. We shockingly were pretty good on our tight end rankings. Yeah. Um, So I'm excited to recap that and we'll kind of talk about, you know, where we drafted them, where they ended up, and some Mm -hmm. notable omissions. So starting with the games, let's just start with the Texans and the Chiefs. This was a shocking one because, especially because the the Texans looked so good after the first quarter. And then Patrick Mahomes came back and just destroyed. They made it happen. It was awesome. I mean, what they had a 24 point lead. I mean, no one predict. I like. I did not think there was any chance that the Chiefs could come back from that. Right. And right. I was just amazed watching it, and it it. I really wasn't afraid of the Chiefs. Uh, this this entire season, I thought that they were beatable. Uh, but then I watched them this game, and I was like, oh man, they are. I mean, I I don't see anyone stopping them now. Well, this is the Patrick Mahomes from last year. Uh, mm-hmm. And truly, I think a tough decision I'm going to have is next year, do I have Lamar Jackson as number one uh, or do I have Patrick Mahomes as number yeah, one? Yeah, uh, I, I think it's going to be closer than people expected. And this game showed what he can do. He was just an absolute rock star. Yeah. Um, really excited to see how it goes. I'm also shocked to see how productive Damian Williams was. Three was touchdowns. Patrick, man. Um, not not very productive on the ground, but he scored the three touchdowns. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious next year if they do stick with him uh, or if they'll go a different route. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, with the Texans, outside of DeAndre Hopkins, even Watson, you know, this team just, just does not seem to understand how to win uh, football games. Yeah. They seem to have caught a case of the Vikings. Well, I mean, uh, that hurts, man. That hurts. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm teasing, but yeah, it, it does it's just true. seem like there's some team identity there. So we'll see if they can turn that around. The mm-hmm. next game we can probably recap is let's just go with the Titans Ravens. Um, this wow. is a game I was excited about because I, like I said, you know, we can't have nice things and the Ravens were having a magical season and eventually the, the carriage turns back into a pumpkin. Um, th- this really wasn't Lamar Jackson's fault. You know, I think he did everything you could have expected from him. You know, he ran it, he threw it effectively. It was just the Titans showed up to play. Uh, Tannehill really didn't do anything. I think he only had, what, 76 yards and a touchdown? 88, yeah, 88 yards. He actually had two TDs. Two TDs. Two TDs. But yeah, really, and it, yeah, not, it was not a Derrick Henry. Not even game either. Right, 45 right. yards, top receiver, so yeah. Yeah, it was Derrick Henry, um, and I, I think that's what I'm going to expect them to do the next game against the Chiefs this weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Ravens, you know, that they still look like a great team. Um, this is a team that had the most players represented in Pro Bowl voting than any yeah. other team. They look, they look legit, and I think this team will succeed for a long, long time. But mm-hmm. yeah, against the Titans... They just didn't have an answer for Derrick Henry. Uh, and it was a team with fire. You know, this this Ravens team, just <laughs> when they got down, they just didn't seem like they knew how to get back in it. You know, they just seemed defeated. Yeah. And yeah, this Texans they, team, they're red hot. Yeah, Titans, Titans team. Who did I say? Texans? Texans, yeah. That is not true. Ever. All right. No, um, yeah, no, this Titans division, team so. is hot. And on the flip side of the Ravens' magical season, 
I think this is a magical season for the Titans. I'm a believer now. You oh, know, man. Fool me eight Join times me. in a row. Cool. Eventually, I'll, I'll start <laughs> coming around. It's an exciting train to ride. It's it's awesome. Uh, Derrick Henry, I mean, almost broke 200 yards. Also had a, awesome, a really fun passing touchdown. That was exciting. Um, but, yeah, it, it's going to be a very fun matchup to see what he can do against Kansas City. Right. Uh, next up, we have the Packers versus the Seahawks. A very fun game. My dad was in attendance. Shout out to my dad. Man, I there's nobody I like going against less than Russell Wilson. Yeah. That guy, even if you're down multiple scores, he just has that calm demeanor where he just throws those great throws and he rushes. Packers just have never been able to stop his rushes. And I'm just glad they didn't start doing it until the end of the game because it would have been very different if they would have started, you know, letting Wilson run earlier. So this Packer team, uh, once again, it pains me, but I do think they're a bit of a mirage. However, I mean, Rodgers is a magician. You know, when you watch him throw, he is the best. And him and Devontae Adams, you know, that connection is real. They absolutely obliterated the Seahawks. Uh, and I think Jones can do just enough to push them over the top. Yeah. So is this a awesome team? No. No. <laughs> but can they do it? Absolutely. They, they are capable. That's what I saw this game. They're not the most flashy team either, but they know what they need to do to get the win, and they somehow do it. Yeah, and their defense does just enough to oh get, my the, gosh. get the edge. Yeah, well, it's Sedarius Smith the entire time. That dude, <laughs> oh my, he's yeah, yeah, that worked out very good. He's very he good, and he's fun. He's I fun. saw him live, and he just seems like he's out there having a good time. Mm-hmm. So That's much love called. from this Packer fan. Uh, with the Seahawks, DK Metcalf is an absolute stud. Um, you know, I think next season we'll still be taking Lockett ahead of Metcalf, yeah. but it's going to be a heck of a lot closer than it was going into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to the running game, Marshawn Lynch, you know, was able to punch it in the end zone twice. Uh, yeah. Twice. It, I'm excited to see, yards, but... you know, if they do go with Carson, if they go with Rashad Penny, yeah. there's, I mean, the Seahawks team puts up fantasy points to the running back position. So I, I'm excited moving forward you know, with the Seahawks, if they do commit fully to Carson or Penny, I think it could be a real difference maker and similar to what you predicted this year. Hopefully it's my man, Carson. Hopefully. And the final game of the weekend was the Vikings facing the Saints. 49ers. Uh, oh my Lord. Man, I'm having a stroke today. Um, I was about to say that was, if I remember correctly, that was a good moment for the Vikings. Yeah, that was a happy moment. Now we're getting oh, to man. a little sad moment. I think a little bit I wanted to give you that jolt of happiness just yeah. so I could crush it. Just kind of remember Hold on to the good times. two weeks ago to where we actually won. We we're still in the playoffs. It's a good yeah. time. It's Man, it could it could be our year. I remember hearing that oh, all around our home it's state of Minnesota. Year, Against the 49ers, the yeah. Vikings just did not seem to put it together. Mm-hmm. Here's a question for you as a Viking fan. Yeah. Is Kirk Cousins your long-term answer at quarterback? Uh, I hope not. I don't think, I don't think, listen, he's a, he's a decent quarterback. Um, but I had a lot of problems with how, how he played. Um, he had really one good drive, which led to that touchdown. Um, but otherwise, I mean, he's thrown a red at Richard Sherman's chest. Um, I, I was discussing this earlier today, uh, saying that I think that maybe this, this year Vikings need to draft a, you know, third, fourth round quarterback. Hopefully, try to find a, the new Pat Mahomes, the late round quarterback. So, yep. I I don't Andrew, have a lot of faith. I'm pretty sure Patrick Mahomes was a first round pick. Oh, he's a first round, but I'm saying get a get a quarterback that doesn't you know that you don't start hmm. right away. Yeah, I think that's going to be everybody's strategy it's, to it's find a late be, round Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, late round Pat. You know why isn't everyone doing that? <laughs> But but I yeah that's I it's like your marathon advice start fast go fast, fast in the middle fast, and keep running fast. you know keep running until you cross the finish line no I think that uh, I'm I'm ready to move on I think we tried it it didn't work out um, we got another year left in Kirk Cousins contract uh, we can extend it another year which I think might happen um, but yeah I don't think he's he's the quarterback I want for this team that's funny. I will give him way more credit in this game than I, I think you do. Decent, but... Uh, I'd say he's better than decent. Unfortunately, 
you know, his weapons didn't do much for him. Uh, Adam Thielen Thielen was still just obviously hampered by his injury. uh, And he just, he was not playing well. You know, he ran a wrong route. Um, Granted, Cousins didn't do all that much to elevate Thielen's game, uh, but he didn't get all that much help from his receivers. Uh, Diggs and Thielen weren't really participating that much. Uh, And this 49ers defense is legit. so I don't know how much of this is Cousins being bad versus the 49ers being excellent and shutting down the wide receivers. It's, it's a mix. It also has something to do with our offensive line as well. The Vikings have never had a good offensive line since I can remember. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's kind of like what you said. The team around Cousins just wasn't performing. I I think when we talk about Cousins, the main thing I think about is, is how much we're paying him, and I definitely don't think mm. he's worth that much. So that's why I kind of have that negative – view on him because he's getting paid like he should be you know the best quarterback in the league because that's, that's what we're paying him not to. true uh, he's not but we're paying him a lot of money that's true and i expect a little more out of his performance but oh would you well. rather have Jameis winston no god no <laughs> oh no. okay that's just would, a legitimate question yeah i would I, would, I can't i would not my heart would not be able to handle Jameis winston I'm curious where your heart is here. Uh, would you rather have Josh Allen or Kirk Cousins? Uh, Josh Allen. Really? Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. That's shocking to me. It's, All right. yeah, I mean, yeah, Josh Allen. <clears throat> yeah, um, and over to 49ers side of the ball. Uh, this is a really good team. Um, Jimmy G isn't you know, an elite quarterback by any no. stretch. You know, I think he is Alex Smith, Kirk, but Kirk better. Cousins. I think he's an upgraded Alex Smith. You know, he's really good at being a system quarterback. He can do what you ask of him. Uh, He can't necessarily win a game on his own, but he will. You certainly won't lose because of him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's really just comes down to the running backs doing their job. Uh, Tevin Coleman was a, you know, he was a stud. Raheem Mostert fell (laughs) kind of behind in the pecking chart. And Matt Burita started the game. So that's been the, uh, the fun, fun guessing game we've had all season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, well, Debo Samuel does it, then then they're fine. Right, right. Uh, so this is a fun team. Uh, I'm really nervous for their upcoming game this weekend, uh, and that, that recaps the past weekend of football. So mm-hmm. let's look forward to this upcoming weekend of football. Let's do it. Uh, the first one we have is the Titans versus the Chiefs. Man, it, it's really going to come down to <sighs> can Derrick Henry shoulder the load once again. Uh, and that's how you beat the Chiefs, is you take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. Uh, if you give them all the possessions, they will put up an ungodly amount of points. Yep. So the Titans need to be disciplined, do exactly what they did against the Ravens. Just truly just possession football, capitalize on your opportunities. Control the game. And, yeah, and hope the defense does enough to yeah. win win the turnover fight. I, I don't I, think there's too much to say. I mean, I don't... Not. We, if, if we've been watching these teams all season, and we really know what what they're about so yeah and with the chiefs i mean it's i'm trying to think of a a good comparison i mean it's a battleship you know you are going up against mahomes so if mahomes is healthy you can't stop him you just have to try to take the ball out of his hands yep so i'm not necessarily afraid of their their run game or anything Um, not not at all so i mean my prediction if i mean if the chiefs get up big early then it's gonna be the chiefs no problem yep but I am thinking the Titans can do enough with Derrick Henry. You know, momentum's a weird thing in football. And the Titans definitely have that, and so does Derrick Henry. Uh, I say give me the Titans. Me too. I like the narrative. Uh, I I went against the Titans last week. They proved me wrong. Uh, I'm jumping back on the bandwagon. Derrick Henry is so fun to watch. I mean, that, that guy's just a beast. So I, I think that the Titans have a better defense than the Texans. So I think that they can, you know, not let the Chiefs score fifty-one points, um, and I think they can get it done. So I'm going, I'm going Titans as well. Well, and did you see the head coach for the Titans, Mike Vrabel? Did you yeah. see him get knocked to the ground by the ref? <laughs> I I missed that. I heard and he about popped it, right it. back up. So that's I think they're going to keep the season going. A oh, coach that can get up that fast, props. Oh, Ryan Tannehill could be Super Bowl MVP. Oh my God, two games. I guess theoretically he could, yep, but that's I'd have to good. imagine it would, it would probably be Derek Henry. Henry. Yeah, yeah. probably go Henry. Still, 
Be yeah, that's, I don't think that's a world I'd want to live in. Tannehill is Super Bowl MVP. Awesome. Anyway, let's move I, on. I want the Titans to get to the Super Bowl for the sole reason. I want Ryan Tannehill to play in the Super Bowl in Miami, the team that oh just tossed him aside. Gosh, that would be great. That's why I'm picking the Titans. I, I want Tannehill great. to. I don't even like Tannehill. <laughs> I, don't, I love Tannehill. I don't like him, but I love if, just that. If, I love revenge. That's what I like. I like drama. If the listeners have been listening to us since about week six, I've hopped on the Tannehill train. Haven't really haven't jumped off until it's last. More week. of a trolley. It's a trolley that's going fast. I love it. Moving well, on. Well let's just said. let's just move on. Let's Andrews just, on Tannehill. That's, uh, that's yeah. Tannehill's, Tannehill's the best. Yep, yep. Uh, and speaking of the best, we have the Green Bay Packers 49ers. taking on the 49ers. This is a game I, I don't feel great about. Um, I think the scales do tilt in favor of the 49ers. Yeah. Uh, man, starting with the 49ers, they are really good at running the ball. They have a great O-line. That's that's their system. You know, they are a power running team. And the Packers are not good against running backs. They were last weekend, but, you know, that was at Lambeau. And that was with a Marshawn Lynch who basically just came off the street and started playing football again. Yeah. Yep. So I, I'm really afraid of, of the run game. Um, I would be too. I yeah. was afraid. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think... It did well. I think that's way where they are going to be able to beat the Packers. Yeah. Um. As far as the passing game, Jimmy G, like I said, you know, he if they ask him to do things, he'll do them. I don't know how much they'll they'll ask him to do. Uh, yeah. I do expect this to be a very close game if Packer fans are lucky. Um, man, I, Kittle frightens me. Uh, Debo Samuel, you know, Packers struggle with those electric type receivers. Mm-hmm. And over to the Packers side of the ball, there's really not a whole lot to say. Uh, it's really going to come down to can Aaron Rodgers do Aaron Rodgers things? Because the only way we're going to beat beat the 49ers is if Aaron Rodgers is vintage 2011 Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, Devontae Adams has done enough to be elite. Uh, Devontae Adams pretty much won the game for the Packers last week. Because like you know, I have an absolute crazy amount of disdain for every other receiver in Green Bay. Yeah, you're not you're not a fan of them. And no, I no so. militantly. I mean, you can look last game, Devontae Adams, eight receptions, 160 yards, two TDs. Next receiver technically was Jimmy Graham. Otherwise, Geronimo Allison, one reception, 11 yards. MVS, one reception, eight yards. Makes me like, want to throw up. It's it's only Devontae Adams, and that's, I think, the what the 49ers should pay attention to. Just... Oh, Double cover Devontae Adams. Defensive coordinator. They should be fine. I know. I I could do this stuff. No, it's, it's that <laughs> put connection. Put two guys on Adams. <laughs> if they, if you just put two guys on Adams. Yeah. Just leave MVS and Allison just open. They're going to drop the cover. ball. They're going to drop the ball anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, if that connection's there, uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be a very fun game to watch. Yeah, the only positional advantage the Packers have is at quarterback and wide receiver one. Um, yeah. Is that enough to win? Yes, because I think I think Aaron Jones is good. You know, I think he is good enough to be a difference maker. Yeah, is he as good as Tevin Coleman and that crew? Eh, that's that's up for discussion. You know, I think the O line for the Niners make them more dangerous. But yeah, yeah, I, I think there's a chance. Um, and as much as I have respect for the what the 49ers did this year, you know, it's. The Shanahan, he's pretty new to the playoffs. Um, I think he still has yet to earn his stripes. I mean, not to say the Packers head coach <laughs> is anywhere yeah. ready for that either, uh, but Aaron Rodgers is. You know, I, I think he is enough of a maestro to, I guess, just sneak the Packers into the Super Bowl. Because I, I think that's what it's going to be. I think it's going to be a sneaking into the Super Bowl. Give me the Packers. I can't, I can't pick the Packers. I think that uh, I'm going with the... Uh with Bosa and the 49ers. I think that defense is just going to be able to stop Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, no, I carry man. Oh, I don't feel as good about this as I did about last I week's wouldn't. upset pick, but yeah. you know what? Live by the Rodgers, die by the Rodgers. Did you call last week, the upset, uh, an upset pick, the Titans over the oh, freaking Ravens. I thought you were talking about the Packers. I thought you were oh, no. the Packers no, winning. And I was like, I don't think it would be an upset. Yeah, in my head, but, it was very, very clear. Yeah, yeah, I got you now. I got you now. 
Um, yeah, no, I'm really excited to rub it in your faces when the Packers are in another it's, Super Bowl. It's so not that, that's, that's really what I want. I'm, I'm really excited to see Nick Bosa just go ham. So, so like, what we fun. are here to do today, moving on from Andrew's rant, yeah. uh, is to recap the top 10 tight ends from the 2019 season. We can kick it off with number 10 is Dallas Goddard. Of all people, the Weird. second tight end on the Eagles. Yep. 58 receptions, just over 600 yards, five touchdowns. I think we can explain pretty easily how he got this production. Yeah. One, he's a really talented player. You know, let's not take that away from him. He he is a really good football player. Uh, secondly, he's on the Eagles, and the Eagles had pretty much everybody and their grandma hurt in this receiving core. So it really was Ertz. And Dallas Goddard. Top two and, receivers. And after that, it was a weird collection of J.J. Arcega-Whiteside uh, was the other top receiver <laughs> uh, towards the end of the year. So, you know, it really was a lot of it was opportunity, uh, yeah. but he did have the talent to do it. So I think he will be successful in the future. I don't think he'll be, I don't think he'll be top 10, but I think he'll have his moments. As long as Ertz can stay healthy, uh, it is clearly Ertz number one, Goddard By number far. two. Yeah. Um, yeah, and if you remember correctly, if you were an Ertz owner, started out the season, it was horrible. It was so bad being an Ertz owner. Uh, in fact, it hurts. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. Oh, geez. He didn't get his, uh, Ertz didn't get his first touchdown to week five, didn't get his first 100-yard game since week, to, uh, till week nine. So, yeah, and it was frustrating, but after it kind of clicked, Ertz was unstoppable. He was a <laughs> phenomenal tight end, and he probably won you, uh, Maybe not in a championship, but he definitely rescued your team towards the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, but Goddard. Dallas Goddard, yeah, he again, it was great. He was good. He did yeah, enough good. to yeah. be. Yeah, he was enough to be a streamer. I'll say that much. Yeah. Do you have confidence in him repeating a top ten performance next year? Uh, not if he stays on the Eagles. <laughs> if he if he if he switches teams, maybe we can make that argument. Yeah, he's but... not going to. He's I don't still think on his rookie contract. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, like you said, it, it was really just opportunity this year. So if everyone's healthy, uh, it, you know, if Ertz is still fine, then I don't think Goddard's going to do as well as he did this season. At number nine, we have Hunter Henry from the Chargers. Fifty-five receptions, just over six hundred fifty yards, five touchdowns. This one's pretty interesting. His ADP yeah. was in the fifth round. Uh, we ranked him as our sixth top tight sixth end. Best, yeah. And the reason we did that is because of injury. Mm-hmm. Well, surprise, surprise. <laughs> he suffered an injury earlier this year. Um, yeah. and, and by the time he came back, it was a it was a Chargers offense that was anything but charged. Uh, it yeah. wasn't just an absolute dumpster fire of a team. Okay, that's probably too extreme. It was, <laughs> it was a is team who was not performing. Uh, yeah. Phil Rivers is washed up. You know, I, I have high hopes for what he can accomplish if he stays mm-hmm. healthy, which is a huge if. Um, and when they get a new quarterback, you know, if let's just say, let's just play a fun game. Okay. If like Cam games. Newton goes to the Chargers next year. So, yeah, if they trade for Cam Newton. I, it wouldn't be a trade because Cam Newton is a free agent. Uh, I thought I thought the news just came out today saying they're looking to trade Cam Newton. It might have. Uh, so I guess you could trade. Yeah. Free just, uh, okay. it's anyway, just part of the- whatever. Whatever the heck. Hunter Henry, if he had a real quarterback who could challenge down the field, I think yeah. Hunter Henry goes from top. I, I think he becomes a top top three or four option. Ooh, I, would, uh, I would go top five. Three or four is... Uh, Andrew, he, much he me, is man. so too much physically me. talented. The only problem is health. You know, yeah. I could see him finishing as the number one tight end, but I would not expect it because of his health. Yeah. You know, this this offense does feature the tight end. He's supremely talented, and he gets mm-hmm. in the end zone. You know, we've seen it. When he plays, he gets in the end zone. Yeah, we can stick against uh, Pittsburgh, 100 yards and two TDs. Yeah, no, he is a baller. Um, yeah. So the only thing holding him back is his quarterback and his health. So I think he can absolutely repeat as a top 10, and I'd be shocked yep. if he doesn't end even higher next season. I agree. At number eight, we have a little bit of a surprise. Tyler Higby, the tight end from the LA Rams. 
He had 69 receptions this year, 734 yards, three touchdowns, a little low there. However, he showed up later in the season after Gerald Everett got hurt. Uh, and Everett had a really nice stretch of fantasy football production. He did, yeah. And as soon as Tyler Higby got in there, it, tight end production went through the roof. It was like they threw yeah. gasoline on that fire. So he really showed he can be the number one in that offense. I think Everett is out of here. I think it's the Higby show moving forward. I agree, yeah. I think he did enough to earn that job. And he was undrafted uh, this recent draft season because yeah. he was the backup behind there's, Gerald there's Everett. The story behind that. So I've been trying to find his ADP from from uh, before the season started. And I'm looking at the list of like top 300 players. I can't find him anywhere. I literally, I couldn't find his ADP. That's how low he was. Yeah, I mean, he was a nobody. So, you know, I'm really glad he showed up in a major way. I think, tell me if this is an overreaction. Okay. Is he the next Kittle? Is he the next Kittle? I think it's an overreaction. <laughs> saying that he's Is he the next Kittle like? <laughs> he's, he's a he's, little Kittle. He's a little Kittle. He's, he's, he's a, you really enjoyed that one. He's a little Kittle. I, I would go little Kittle. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say he's up there on that Kittle level, but he could be, he could be, he has potential. Uh, he's going to be my pick next year just because he's yeah. going to be he's a little Kittle. We can only oh refer to him now as a little Kittle. As a little oh, Kittle. Okay, he's um, my new favorite I, player. I think I think a big reason why, and and maybe you'll agree with me on this, why Little Kittle had such a good season was because of the poor offensive line for the Rams. You think that he they just had Goff had to do just short balls to the tight end, comfortable mm-hmm. throws because he didn't have time. Right. I think yeah, that's a big reason why he had a good season and why Everett did good at the beginning. Right. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, Everett was a fantastic stream. You know, he was yeah. on a couple of my teams, you know, as an emergency tight end uh, and Higby balled out in a major way. Uh, mm-hmm. I was kind of on the fence with him because each week where he'd had a huge game would be, oh, is this sustainable? Can he yep. do it again? Is this fluky? You said that every week. Yeah. And it was not fluky. And by yeah. week number four of it, you're like, all right, well, at a certain point you need to believe. Yeah. If you if you picked him up week 13, uh, he put up a hundred, the last, what, five games, uh, every game except the last one, he put up over a hundred yards and he got two touchdowns, uh, in the last five weeks. Like yeah. that probably won you your league. Yeah, no, he was huge. Uh, and especially the tight end position, just that type of involvement is absolutely yeah. bonkers. So I think he's in, in the conversation, uh, for sure as the top 10 next season. Yeah. Uh, I think the argument will just be how high do you take him? Um, so, I mean, I, I think he, I honestly think he's right up there with Hunter Henry. Um, he's just Hunter Henry with better health. Like, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, so excited to see how that goes. At number seven, we have the person I probably believe in least, uh, in Jared Cook. Jared Cook, yeah. the tight end for the Saints, 43 receptions, 705 yards. The thing that boosts him up the most is the nine touchdowns. Nine TDs. Andrew, Jared Cook's your boy, so. He's you know, not. He, you love him. He's not, no, we really, I didn't have much faith in him, and neither did you. Uh, we ranked him nine uh, on our top ten list in the preseason. ZDP was the 12th pick in the fifth round, which I thought was just too high. Um, but he performed. If you if you picked him up, I would be oh, happy. Okay, seventh overall tight end. Seventh <laughs> overall tight end, I think that's pretty good. I mean, fifth round is still a little high, but he put up numbers. I mean, he came, he was the uh, second highest scoring tight end or i guess i mean in touchdowns based on touchdowns um right just right behind mark andrews so i think that it's pretty good he had a rough start to the season but by week you know five he he put up two touchdowns uh in those two weeks and then got injured which was unfortunate but i mean when he came back from his injury solid numbers all the way around so i think it was a good season for him yeah, I'm not a huge believer in Jared Cook, and the, a big part of that might just be me being stubborn, but I, I think this Saints passing offense is going to fade even more than it has been in this most oh, recent years. Yeah, I agree um, with that. It, It'll be Michael Thomas, and yeah. is there enough to go around? Barely. Eh. Um, but Jared Cook is another year older, so is Drew Brees. Yep. Next yep. season, I wouldn't be surprised if he's outside the top 10. You know, I yeah. just don't think the production will be there. What really buoyed his value this season was the touchdowns. And mm. touchdowns are really hard to predict. So, Jared Cook, man, congratulations on the good season. Next season, 
I don't think we'll be talking yeah, about you nearly I as much. I don't think so either. At number six, we do have your boy. This is my boy. Austin Hoopman Hooper. Austin Hooper. Let's go. Uh, he was the number one tight end for, what, eight weeks until he got injured? It was awesome. Um, put up some good numbers. 75 receptions, 787 yards, and six TDs. Uh, you could have gotten him in the second pick in the ninth round. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm excited about what he can do. Uh, I, I'm shocked. I just never really considered him much of a spectacular athlete. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, he's an NFL player, so I'll, get, I'll give you that. But when you look at these other players, like, um, you know, George Kittle, you know, when you look at people, you know, like Travis Kelsey, there's a, a different build. And Austin Hooper, you know, I just didn't give enough credit for it, but he proved it. He was involved. He was Matt Ryan's security blanket. And even though it was a down year for the Falcons, I think Hooper was a bright spot. So yeah. next season, I think Hooper, I think sky's the limit. I think the real question is what round would you feel comfortable taking Austin Hooper? Oh man. Cause that I think is you'll be able to get him at a discount. You know, I, if he did yeah. what he did last season, I mean, you should take him in the second or third, but mm-hmm. I, I, I can't imagine you're predicting that. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, where, where would you feel comfortable drafting Hooper? Uh, that's, that's really tough. Cause when he came back from injury, he didn't get any touchdowns. Um, didn't really get much yardage either. So <laughs> I, it, I think that that'll drop his value. Yeah. Um, but I would probably, I would feel comfortable seventh. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's six, way lower than I would have thought. Six, seven. Well, yeah, I, I really don't like to, to pick tight ends high as mm-hmm. you know. So. I like to find the values. So you're predicting him to take a pretty large step back? Uh, No, I just can't get myself to pick a tight end that early. <laughs> I think that that maybe I could, I could see him going in the fifth round next year, but I wouldn't pick him till okay, sixth. Okay, that's, that's more what I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's great, and I think he will continue to do so as long mm-hmm. as Matt Ryan is calling the shots. At number five, we have Zach Ertz. Doing Zach Ertz things. Yeah. 88 receptions, 916 yards, six touchdowns. And truly, that was pretty much in half of a season because starting out, he was atrocious. He was bad. so bad. People were thinking about dropping Zach Ertz. Uh, and then what was it after week five? You know, he decided to show up again. The yeah, week five offense, got a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. The, the offense really did run through Zach Ertz uh, mm-hmm. because everybody else was hurt. Maybe it was Zach Ertz. Um, but no, he was fantastic. You know, when you give Zach Ertz the ball, he performs. So if he continues to get this kind of opportunity, you know, he will be around where he was expected to be, which was yeah. the third tight end overall. Um, you know, his ADP him, yeah. was first pick of the third round. You know, if if this is the kind of production you get, you know, that's appropriate. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's a great tight end. I'm curious. I mean, do you see this kind of production continuing? Do you think, you know, he shares more with Goddard and that takes away his value? Uh, not really. I kind of see this continuing, you know, lower end of top five. I think that uh, it's pretty reasonable for him to be in the same position next year. Yeah. I mean, and it worked. The Eagles yeah. made it to the postseason. So maybe they stick with the two tight end set uh, and see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Number four, Andrew just. Yeah. Put your hand out, pat yourself yep. on the back. Thank you. Mark Andrews. See, I was hoping you'd do the same thing to me, and it bothers me well, you didn't. I, I mean, I was going to wait for you to finish. I was going to oh, wait for you to finish because I was going to say it wasn't all me because we both put him on the consensus ranking at uh, rank eight at the beginning of the season. So we had faith in him. To make yeah, we, we were both very excited for Mark yes. Andrews, uh, and there was very good reason to be. He scored 10 touchdowns. Uh, which is absolutely huge for yep. a tight end. Led the, led the league. Yeah, had 852 yards, 64 receptions, so pretty low reception total for that kind yeah. of production. He was pretty much undrafted. His ADP was 11th round, and we ranked him eight before the season started, and mm-hmm. we felt that was really aggressive. You know, we were a little self-conscious about that yeah. ranking. Putting him top 10 was, was I, I was a little worried. A little scandalous. Um, yeah, but it worked out. It worked out so well. Mark Andrews was an absolute stud for Lamar Jackson with defenses needing to worry about Lamar running on them with Mark Ingram running on them, trying to focus on Marquise Brown streaming down the field. Mm-hmm. He, he really was able to be 
not the focal point of the offense, but he was a heavily involved target. And for tight ends, you know, that's what you need, especially in the red zone. He's a red zone feature. Mark Andrews, you know, I think this is just where he's going to be for the rest of his career. I agree. (laughs) Number four, that seems appropriate. Yeah, looking back on on the podcast preseason when we talked about tight ends, we had Mark Andrews as a uh, breakout candidate. Um, And then we said that that the connection to Lamar Jackson is going to be great, which – yeah. It was pretty awesome. We said he had a great value at his ADP. We were just spot on with Mark Andrews. He just performed even better than we thought. Yeah, yeah, that was really exciting to see, and I'm it's excited so to watch it develop. You know, do you think Mark Andrews has was it what it takes to be the number one overall? Oh man, um, we, uh, when is Travis Kelsey going to retire? <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say that. So I was just about to say, you know, there's there's only two tight ends I see. You know that can finish the season as number one, a barring yeah. injury, and we'll I get into them in a little bit. They're I the think, top two. Yeah, I think there's yeah. a a tier one, and then tier two. I think yeah. Mark Andrews is right there at the top of tier two. Absolutely, I agree. Uh, at number three, a person he shares that top tier with is mm-hmm. Darren Waller. This one was exciting for me. I had him pretty much everywhere. I was a really big proponent of Darren Waller. You know, he delivered in a big way, pretty much undrafted. Uh, Nobody really expected all that much from him because he just recently started up in the NFL again. You know, he left because he had some substance abuse issues. He was actually on the Ravens. (laughs) That's who drafted him a while back. Um, But they cut him him on the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. They cut him because of uh, some substance abuse issues. Got himself figured out. uh, Went to the Raiders. And he made the most of his opportunity. You know, he is a, a physical, uh, physical type player, um, and he he delivered ninety receptions, which is huge. One thousand one hundred forty five yards. The only area of improvement is the three touchdowns. Yeah, his involvement makes him elite, no matter what. Uh, and mm-hmm. once again, tight ends are hard to predict. I just chalked that up to Derek Carr sucking. Um, I was just gonna say that. I was gonna say, imagine if he had a good quarterback. Yeah. It, Andrew, I just there's <laughs> I dislike Derek Carr so much. I, I, I know that. Bless his I, heart, I'm sure he's a very nice person, but as a player, I just I can't stand him. Yeah. Yeah, that's that uh, yeah, that's get, pretty reasonable. Get Cam, Newton. get Cam Newton out to LA. Get Cam Newton. Yeah, oh. I mean I mean just imagine Darren Waller. So Waller put up over a thousand receiving yards, ninety receptions with Derek Carr. Imagine what he can do <laughs> under like like Aaron Rodgers, Jameis Winston, or like it's J. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. Jameis Winston. That I mean, he's got the potential. I mean, if anyone has a potential to take Kelsey's spot, okay. Besides Kittle, it'll be Waller. Interesting. I wouldn't yeah. quite expect that jump. Um, if, but yeah, he has a no, good I think he can be great. And the quarterback yeah. is a pretty big question mark. Um, yeah, Darren Waller, I think he will be here for a while. I think yep. he proved that he's not just a fluky top performer. I, mm-hmm. I think he's here to stay. Yeah, very consistent the whole season. Didn't miss a game. It was awesome. At number two, we have George Kittle. 85 receptions, just over 1,000 yards, five touchdowns. Would you say this season was a disappointment for George Kittle? For Kittle? Yep. No. No, he finished second. I don't think that's a disappointment. Yeah, he finished second. Uh, I, I'd consider it a disappointment. You know, I really? I was hoping Kittle would do more both yardage uh, and touchdown-wise. Um, you know, he, he did deal with injury this season, uh, and I would say he underperformed. Uh, yeah. And once again, that's saying, I mean, he had a great season. He was the number two yeah. overall tight end. That's yeah, true. Yeah, you're the number you two overall tight end. Last year. Yeah. yeah. Andrew, do you have sure. last year's stats? I do, I do. So last year, 88 receptions, so three more. Uh, but he got 1,377 yards, receiving yards there. Yep, how many touchdowns? That is uh, five TDs, so the yeah. same. So that, that's a yardage. huge difference in yardage with yeah. just three more catches. So yep. I, I think he did underperform. You know, I was expecting him to take a, a step forward, but I mm-hmm. think a lot of that was, you know, injury and this team kind of being in flux. You know, they're still figuring yeah. out the Shanahan system. So I love George Kittle. Uh, I I want him everywhere next year. And I think he takes another step forward. And mm-hmm. I think he challenges Rob Gronkowski for tight end dominance for this decade. Oh, 
that would be awesome. Well, I mean, it's a new decade, but you know, that's true. Of the last ten years, of the last ten I'll years, just say it that yeah, way. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and at number one, we have Travis Kelsey. You know, everyone predicted him to finish his tight end one, and he was uh, heavily involved, and that's with Mahomes being out <laughs> that's yeah. that's with a disappointing chiefs team so mm-hmm. 97 receptions 1229 yards five touchdowns he was taken at the back of round one do you think he's worth it again uh yeah as long as Mahomes is there worth it probably i mean i again i just don't like drafting tight ends early um but yeah i think that if anyone's worth it, it's Kelsey. He's gonna. I think he's gonna perform the same way next season. Um, oh, I think he'll be better next season. Yeah, he, it's Mahomes, man. It's yeah. Mahomes and Kelsey. That connection is just unbelievable. So if if Kelsey was a wide receiver in yardage, he would finish fifth based on yards. Jeez, yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so I mean, he really is a positional advantage. You know, when yeah. you get Kelsey, you know that's why you you take him so early. Nobody else's tight end stacks up. So mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey was who we expected to be the number one tight end at the end of the season. That's where he was, and that was yep. with being a disappointment. So I think this is going to look very similar to our rankings going into 2020. Next year, yeah. Yeah, some notable omissions. Uh, David Njoku. Yep. He was hurt, and this Browns team was oh, a yeah. hot mess. Vance McDonald. Ben Roethlisberger was hurt. Vance yep. McDonald was hurt. This team was broken. Evan Ingram was hurt. Uh, I, I'm excited to see what he does next year. Uh, with Daniel ah. Jones, you know, showing he's willing to sling the ball around more often. I think I think Evan Ingram is a sneaky, sneaky pick next season. He's somebody I'm going to be great. keeping my eye on. Yeah, he missed half the season due to injury. And when he played, it, it really wasn't – he didn't do too bad. So – I think that uh, that he could be uh, a steal next year. Andrew, do you know what I'm really excited for? What are you really excited for? And this is what I'm hoping happens. Oh, boy. In in a perfect world, mm-hmm. the Packers will trade for oh, O.J. Howard. Here we go. I am so sick of Jimmy Graham. Bless his heart. Yeah. He has an incredible story. I think he's an incredible person. He's not good anymore. <laughs> he's, he's not. I mean, he had, he had a great career. Uh, but yeah, OJ Howard, that last person that's that's missing. Yeah, out. he's he's like a pumpkin, but it's way after Christmas. <laughs> it's way after Christmas. Halloween. <laughs> it's after Christmas. He's a pumpkin yeah, at Christmas. Christmas. It's like yeah. okay, you're past your time, buddy. You were great yeah, at Halloween. No. You were just the star of the show. Yeah, you are just a rotting rotting corpse of what you used to be. Mm-hmm. Move over, old man. Yeah, no, I'm. I want OJ Howard to go on a team that'll utilize him, uh, and yeah. I don't. I don't think the Buccaneers are that team. Yeah, no. I don't have a good answer for you. Um, I, I don't would be surprised it. if you know there is stuff going on, you know, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I think Bruce Arians is a very opinionated coach. He clearly doesn't like OJ Howard. Yeah, and I can see how that alienates some people. Yeah. So I'm hoping OJ Howard gets traded because he does have the talent. You know, he's a first round type talent um, of the NFL draft, not fantasy yeah. football draft. Yep. But yeah, no, I want I want to see him go to a good team. I think he can be a top Titans. ten tight end. They have Gianno Smith. He should go to the Titans. They have Gianno Smith. Yeah, but I just want them to be as good as they can be. There you go. Okay. Yeah, is there anybody notable that I missed? Well, we should probably mention that we were way wrong in our predictions at the beginning of the year where we had to pick a yeah. tight end, not in the top 10, to make top five. I work will die swearing Eifert is better than he's been given the opportunity to. If Andy Dalton was healthy all season... Tyler Eifert would be a top 12 tight end. That's, I don't believe You know what? I'm going to take it a step further. Andrew, yeah, take it a step further. if Joe yeah. Burrow yeah. goes to the Bengals, which I fully yep. expect him to do. Yes. If Tyler Eifert is healthy all season, mm-hmm. Tyler like Eifert is going to be a top 10 receiver, or top get, 10 tight end. Get out of here. He's going to need his security blanket. Tyler Eifert is a big body that can catch. Forget about it. I don't believe you. Fight me. There's, there's no way that that's Fight ever gonna happen. Me. Fight me. Uh, just no. It's just not gonna happen. Better than your pick, idiot. Okay, I know it's better than my pick. 
because uh, I picked Trey Burton. That was a mistake. He's dealing with an injury. Uh, he's it, Trubisky is bad. Um, <laughs> then again, I, I mean that's that's he your ended the season pick well. The quarterback. He that's ended your the season well, sir. Uh, it it just didn't it didn't work out for either of us. I think so. Andrew, with this yeah. final segment, let's get into yep, it's a fun segment. Let's pick a tight end who was great this season that we expect yep. to continue this yeah. streak of greatness. I'll start. I have mm-hmm. Tyler Higby. He's someone that that came out of literally nowhere, but he showed he is a big boy with big boy pants. Mm-hmm. I think he becomes this team's tight end one, and I think he does great things with Goff and McVeigh. So. Higby, I think this is the start of things to come. I think sky's yeah. the limit, buddy. I want to see it. Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby, nice. Uh, obvious. There's some obvious picks here, you know, with with Waller, with Andrews, but uh, I'm a little different. It's not not too different. Uh, Austin Hooper had to go with my boy. Got to pick my boy. Uh, he had a great season this year. He put up, you know, 787 yards, six TDs, 75 receptions, made the top ten. Uh, the weird thing about him is the Falcons have not offered a, a, a contract ex- extension yet. So in March, Hooper could potentially be a free agent. Imagine if he goes to a team with an even better quarterback. Like the Packers. Like the Packers. If he goes, if Austin Hooper goes to the Packers, <laughs> I mean, Hooper really top, for Hooper's going to be top five. I mean, I'm still, uh, yeah. I don't like that thought, but you get what I mean. If Hooper goes to to a team that has a consistently good quarterback. You could put a wacky inflatable arm man on the Packers. If he can catch, he's going to be yeah, a top if, five tight end. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I'm, I'm going Austin Hooper. I still have faith in him. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I can get him next year in the draft, not have to pay too much for him. Next up, we will pick a tight end who was great this season, but we don't expect it to continue. My pick was Jared Cook. You know, like like we said earlier, I think he's yeah. another year older. He's already old. Drew Brees is going to take another step back. This team will be more run heavy, uh, and passing will be centered around Michael Thomas. I think he had a high touchdown total. I mm-hmm. think a little bit fluky, dare I say, nine touchdowns. I think that's coming down, and if he does not have the touchdowns, he's not in the top ten. Jared Cook, yeah. bye-bye. I agree. I <laughs> at first when I when I had to decide uh, what player to put down, I ended up putting Jared Cook, but I almost put Jason Witten because he was the eleventh best Ugh, tight end this season. It's gross. Obviously, I don't think that's ever going to happen again. Uh, I think Jason Witten should, you know, probably retire, and uh, Blake Jarwin could potentially be really good. But yeah, I, I at the end I had a good Jared Cook. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Obviously. Uh, A tight end who was not great this season, but I expect to become good next season. My bet's Evan Ingram. You know, I I think because he was hurt, he wasn't able to develop that chemistry with Daniel Mm -hmm. Jones. I think in a a off season, we'll do them a whole lot of good. Evan Ingram's a freak. He is so talented. I think they can do really great things together. I think their defense is still not great. So I think they will have to throw. Uh, Barkley and Ingram is going to be a dynamic duo. Give me Evan Ingram. All right, that's a good one. Uh, I went with OJ Howard. Pretty obvious pick Ooh, there. Wow, that's bold. Uh, yeah, it, it's is it, I, is it obvious? I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, he's he got the talent. So many people this year. Yeah, I still believe in him though. I I don't. If he stays at Tampa, I don't believe. I think it's kind of the almost the same situation with with Hooper. Imagine if OJ Howard, like you said, is on the Packers. I mean, the the talent is there. He's just not involved in. In Bruce Arians' offense, so if if he can figure something else out, uh, I think that he could maybe pop back up, reappear in the top ten. Yeah, I will say, um, I think a big difference between those two players is OJ Howard. He's supremely talented. You are yeah. absolutely correct, but I think he does have quite a few bad mental mistakes. Um, yeah, I don't and think injuries he's... too. Right, right. So, granted. If it was just physical talent, oh my gosh, yeah, he's he's a top player. But yeah, I'm, I'm shocked you went that way. All right, yeah. I like it. Um, yeah, that's funny you say that because our, our closing oh, no. part is a oh, tight end who was bad no. this season that will continue to be bad. You didn't. I picked O.J. Howard. Oh, I'm sorry. I expect him to be back uh, with the Buccaneers. 
And I don't think uh, Bruce yeah. Arians gives him a chance. Cameron Brait does what you ask of him, and he does it fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and Arians would much rather go with what he knows than yep. somebody doesn't know what they're going to do. Like. We saw that with Ronald Jones this season. You know, if you miss a blitz assignment, you're out of the game. Yep. I think OJ Howard spends the rest of his rookie contract sitting on a bench watching oh. other people play football. OJ Howard is not somebody I am reinvesting in next season. That's that's sad. I, I guess yeah, that's that's fair enough though. Because if he stays on the Bucks, I don't think he's going anywhere. But so he needs to get out of Tampa. Um, my player that I think is going to continue to struggle is Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron. I think that was a that's a pretty pretty good pick. Uh, a lot of people had him in in the top ten this year, finishing top ten just because of his performance last season. Uh, we didn't believe in that hype, and we were correct. Uh, Doyle was the better tight end. Uh, Ebron got 31 receptions, 375 yards, three TDs. It's uh, getting a little older, too, and the quarterback situation for the Colts does not help. So just the injuries, um, being outplayed by Jack Doyle, all that, just I don't have faith in Ebron. Yeah, no, I think you are exactly right. Um, and I wouldn't be all that surprised if the Colts move on from him. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I don't feel as brave as I did before. Uh, well, I feel more brave. So the Colts GM, Chris Ballard, <laughs> had a quote <laughs> oh. earlier in January. He's literally said, we'll probably move on <laughs> when they asked oh. him about Eric Ebron. <laughs> oh, it's not even like an official, like, like professional statement. It's just like, eh. Yeah, it's like, eh, yeah I don't love him. Uh, so that's pretty funny yeah no i think that's a very safe pick andrew well done thank you well my friend that wraps up our podcast for today thank you all so much for listening to us we talk about fantasy football because we love it and hopefully we bring value to your teams and a smile to your day Uh, i know the little kittle made my day and hopefully it (laughs) made you laugh Everybody, have a great football weekend, and we look forward to talking with you soon.